Podcast. Is it on? Yeah, now it's on. So now we're going to start. All right. So are you going to do like an official show, like an old yeah, tailgate thing? Official. Okay. All right. Yeah, official. The, this one's official. Oh, official. Officially unofficial. We have whiskey and cigars and friends. There we go. And probably some terrible ideas. Yeah, really bad it. ideas. But well, Those so everybody, everybody watching this, we pre-gamed a little bit here in Houston, Texas. <laughs> you don't want to see any of the pre-game. It's, uh, yeah, we, we have some of the pre-game recorded, some of it not. But either way. We're not playing any of that, though. We have we have a lot of stories that all of you have similar stories out there. That's 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 why we do this. Yeah. It's well, therapy. It, yeah, it's fun. So uh, I'm Lloyd with Jira, since Matt introduced me. And uh, the guy <laughs> was there is, is, is Jeremy with Pika. Yep, PK Industries. So my name is Jeremy. Uh, I'm with PK Industries, and uh, I run an oil field marketing company. But I uh, like to drink and tell stories, so that's how I got wound up with these guys. Yeah, so. and that's that's all I require for this podcast is <laughs> can you have a little sip and tell me your story? Yes. And you you have some stories. I have some stories. I used to tell this story. So uh, how you? So first of all, yeah. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Florida. And what in the world brings you roundabout to Houston, Texas? Well, Houston—that's a long—that's a long trip. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, let's, I'll take a little, let's take a little trip through, through Lloyd's. Yeah, Lloyd's laundry. history. Yeah, <laughs> so, Lloyd's laundry. Uh, I started out. I grew up in Florida, and I joined the army when I was eighteen. Yeah. And I did four years in the army, and I was stationed in Fort Riley, Kansas. Thank uh, you for your service. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you for thanking me for my service. I appreciate, appreciate you, that. Uh, so whenever I got out of the army, I went to K State because uh, you know I got in-state tuition and all that stuff. So I got my engineering degree at K State. And then I wound up in Duncan, Oklahoma when I got out of K-State working for Halliburton as a field engineer. Yep. So I did that for several years. Frack guys. Frack, I'm still a frack guy. You are a frack guy. Once you're a frack guy, you're always a frack guy. It's true. So Hard, I, hardest working people. I'm not only guys, but I know Yeah, well, we, there's a lot of downtime. A lot of downtime. I wouldn't say I was one of the hardest working people in oil and gas, but I would say that I worked a lot of hours. There you go. Sort yeah. of. You're, I didn't, you're, wasn't really working, though. Yeah. I, I was, you I know, waiting on wireline, stuff like that. <laughs> Change, changing out. But anyway, it's a, whatever you are working, you're kicking ass, right? Yep. You're kicking ass when you're working. So sledgehammers are flying. Sledgehammers are flying. Fluids pumping. Sands yep. moving. I mean, it's a, it's a big The organism. only people in our industry that can break a steel anvil with a rubber mallet. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely can do that. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. I believe that. So anyway, so then, you know, I, I jumped around. I jumped around all over. I could go through all my different sales roles and stuff, but I ended up being a, a, a vice president of sales and technology for Ecostem, somewhere way farther back down the chain there. And uh, we had uh, turbine equipment uh, that was old greenfield equipment. And then I met uh, Jera, which is a, a Chinese manufacturing firm out of Yantai, and they, they were one of the packagers on the uh, greenfield equipment. So I met them while I was working with those turbines, and I found out that they had current direct drive turbine technology and so i I ended up joining them they asked me to join them to represent them because i knew a little bit about the equipment and uh, had some industry contacts if you can believe that or not people that are actually respected out there (laughs) you're respected well there's some of them some of them my friends not me we like you yeah some of them (laughs) some of them and uh anyway so then you know i joined them and we've been selling equipment we're building direct drive turbine equipment we're building electric frack equipment we're building uh generators but i don't this is a that i don't want to talk about that too much because we had something else we wanted to talk about today well that's my story we'll, we'll 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 come back we'll we'll circle back to all the things we want to talk about all right sounds good <laughs> but for you homie thank you for hosting us at your yeah, home anytime. beautiful beautiful, beautiful home thank got you. to meet the wife you obviously outkicked your coverage <laughs> wait, 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 wait. If, she, if she's watching he doesn't deserve you it's okay <laughs> and, and you go to any old totally or meeting we don't deserve the women who no, love us true. we all are true. fortunate but we he does have a very sweet dog where's yeah. pika well, yeah, still not out here for Pika. <laughs> no, no Moss podcast, people. <laughs> right, right. So, so where'd you grow up, and so, how did you get to Will Gas? All right, so I grew up in um, grew up in Denver, and uh, my dad was a roughneck years and years ago, and then um, 
ended up in marketing for a lot of years and then um how do you even define it? There's so many people like well, marketing. Well, it was a marketing, marketing. Marketing. Okay, so this is the thing. And everybody wants to say they're a marketer, but they're not. This is the reality of it. Oh. It's like, they're not. There's like, got a lot of sales guys. Yeah. But, you, I mean, the reality of it is, is there's very few. And in the oil field, you got a lot of marketers who, who don't know oil field at all. And so you got to, you know, if you hire somebody, you got to train them what a pump jack is and stuff like that. Well, I know a little bit about stuff. And so that's that's why I have my company. So I run Pika Industries, which is an oil field marketing company that um, about 12 clients, um, you know, have some nice success in the industry, but got a lot of contacts. Grew up in Colorado, um, spent a lot of my career doing technical marketing, working on heavy trucks and that sort of thing, um, automotive. And then um, University of Kansas actually asked me to come market their energy research. And if, you, if you're familiar with the state of Kansas, their energy research, they like to talk about but their energy research is really oil and gas. That's yeah. that's that's what Kansas has. It should be. And so uh, cut my teeth and um, got some really good advice uh, from a good friend that said, you're not going to learn shit about, I hope I can say shit, but um, I just did twice. So, um, I think you can about, say shit. <laughs> but uh, you're not going to learn much about oil and gas unless you uh, get yourself out there. And so I did. Yeah. I spent a couple of years. Put on that force. Yep. But a couple of years out, just, you know, I'll admit I was a tourist, but I learned a lot. And um, and then I, I was fortunate enough to uh, marry into an oil field family. And um, you're Wife is connected. Sense. She is kind of connected. She, yeah, has, she runs is, shit down here in Houston. She does a lot. Um, you know, her father's kind of one of these famous frat guys, and yep. and um, so I, I leverage her a lot for questions and uh, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> getting good reservations at restaurants, whatever it takes. Most of my career, <laughs> I would not have gotten into meetings without my wife walking in first. Yeah. That's true. I, that's that's so true. true. You show up at my door and, she, and you knock. Like, what was it? Like 2012 the, that we met, right? The first time I meet him, she walks in and I'm like, this guy's on the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he can speak. <laughs> what do you mean? Let's explore that. Go ahead. I mean, like she's beautiful, so I get it. Like a lot of times, guys are stunned. Like they can't speak. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. So they walk in like I don't know who's this guy or bouncer. I was just surprised. Like, oh, yeah. somebody, I was just surprised somebody walked in without permission. Yeah. <laughs> we did kind of walk into yeah, offices yeah. and kind of own the place. But it was fine. It was, it was fine. fine. That's why. That's how you got in. But if you would have walked in like you like you own the place, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Get out of here. And you would have thought I was yeah. 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 But when this guy was like. Not what can I do for you? Not <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I knew what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, you had you were playing it good. That was a good. That was a good gig you had going. Yeah. Well, she didn't want to run around with me too much anymore. Yeah. yeah it's too Wait, much. That's podcast. a different story. Yeah, it's a different yeah. story. <laughs> that's all right. All right. I we mean, still love you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. I need, I need some love. That's why I came down here to Houston. I love you. You came all the way down here for this. Yeah, it's, this is it's warm. It is warm, yeah. Everywhere you go, it's warm. This, this is not nice for us. We turned uh, the fan on, but the key, you can't hear us talking if we turn the fan on. I got lucky. I, I came down here. We did a night fire uh, specialist suppression demos all over Houston yesterday. Hey, and, and I just want to say that it's very important to have fire suppression on location. You were there. You there. were a frat guy. You know oh, yeah, that. Yeah, I've, I've seen fires on location They're before. Terrifying. I was fortunate. We never had a crew blow, uh, burn down, but it happens, and uh, it's a, it's a very valuable service that you offer, Matt. So thank you for your service. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's sweet. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other day I was up in Pennsylvania and there was a company man that wasn't thrilled that we were there. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't really understand why we're doing this. It's going to take time away from the. He's and never had a fire. Uh, everybody's had a fire. Yeah, okay. But I get it. Every single second out there is about the pump down right. and how yeah. like there's no time to spare. I can't have you taking my, my guys away from their task at hand. And I said, listen. I get it. None of you guys are firefighters. I don't expect you to be. But the these young guys who the reason we're all doing this right now and talking to everybody out there, we're trying to recruit people into oil and gas. Yeah, and we need we need hands. Energy yep. literacy, energy education. Well, there's those brand new guys out there. They're wearing the green hats and they're covered from head to toe in hydrocarbons. Tattoos. Oh. 
and tattoos. <laughs> and that's, yeah. that's fine. Hey, look, I'm, they're more decorative than me. I'm yeah. not artsy, so I don't have any. But no, either. by all means, they they showed up. They they volunteered their bodies, minds, souls, and hearts to the beat of our oil and gas, you know, drum. And so I look at those young guys, and I'm inspired, and I get you know sentimental, and I'm you know getting older now, and I'm like, thank you for being here. You're vital to our industry. Yeah, I am so excited you're here. You don't understand that you're a walking candle wick. Yeah, that's you're, right. You're yep. covered yep. right now in every fuel possible to get lit up if there's enough heat well and i, I would say that um the the young guy you know it's a, speaking of young guys and i get it the fire thing we want to keep them safe with the fires but that's it i, I told that company man keep those guys you, safe you will be the first person to grab that nozzle and go help that kid out yeah you so regardless of if you care about this stuff or not putting out that equipment you are their leader i can see it in your eyes you're passionate about all these kids out here you will go help that kid out of trouble that's right so they, and that's why i do it yeah well and some of your systems are automated too right mm-hmm. so that you don't even have to grab the nozzle it just puts the fire out we, we can set it up however yeah. what on a on a frack location the nozzle's the most um efficient because you don't know where if well how about this we know fire is going to happen we don't know where it's going to happen so grab a nozzle 75 feet away you can walk over all right that's good. That's anyways good. That's, that's, that's the simplicity of it but back to marketing you know on gas yes sir well actually i want to expand on the young kids in the industry right because, i'm scared now yeah no we, we need more guys in the industry and, yep. no, and nobody women, really women too it, more guys women just yeah, diversity we, we need more hands yeah we need we need every all hands on deck all hands on deck and whenever what one of the things that i used to see whenever i was uh when i was working in the field is uh, you'd have new guys on location and of course the older senior guys they would they would be you know kind of treating them like they were dumb right? Right. it was fun it was kind of hazing. It's, hazing it's fun right hazing's fun <laughs> and you do pranks and you do these things and it's great but there's a time and place for that and so when we yep. had our safety meetings one of the things that i always like to stress in our safety meetings is don't treat a guy that asks a question like he's an idiot if the guy asks a question, he deserves respect because he cares enough to ask that question. Yeah. And so I didn't. I didn't allow that on my location. I, the hazing. Yeah, we did all that. We, did, we had some fun. But we didn't, but we didn't do it while we're working. And if they're asking a question about work, you answer their question. You you be kind to those kids. You be thankful yeah. that they care enough to ask the question. Yeah. I just like to share that as well, something that they're going to keep our lights on. That's well, right. And, and safety has come a long way. And I will say, well, Huge. I'll mess around and I'll tell a lot of stories, but but I will tell you what, safety in this industry has come a long, long way, and and it's a real important thing. So, it is you know, yeah. so you're keeping keeping you all safe out there is real important and it, it takes everybody. Well, so. We we all found out recently, I mean, in, until maybe a year or two ago, we'd never heard about ESG. We'd always lived in any way. Our, our industry and our culture Tried to, yeah. yep. Tried to. is about returning investment anyway. Yeah, it's like, I've never understood why people think, like some of the people that aren't in the industry think that, oh, there's going to be a pipeline. There's lots of oil spills. We sell oil. Why would we spill oil? We don't oil? want to drop. Right, product. right. The more environmentally efficient we are, yeah, exactly. the more fiscally efficient we and are. And if we can figure out a way to turn no the exhaust and the emissions into revenue, Money. you think we're not exactly. going to do that? We love it. Bitcoin, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Bitcoin. I'm a big fan of the carbon, the carbon capture stuff, actually. The carbon hey. credit capture stuff? Oh, yeah. Trillion dollar industry right now. I, I've always, I I've always said the only thing that makes an oil man an oil man is, is, is that is that energy and that and that money and so if you can give me an alternative that's going to compete yep. with hydrocarbons i guarantee you operators will step up we are but we haven't, seen, we have, we haven't seen one yet yeah well and i and i uh, i'm also the president of trisun which is a yep. solid disposal company yep. and so we take we take waste from the from the locations and we inject it into a disposal well but you better believe we're getting all the money we can get out of that oh, uh, yeah. that wastewater 
before we inject it. We, we siphon oil off of it. We siphon some bear oil and stuff like that off of it. Yep. I mean, we get as much revenue as we can out of that waste stream. So it's not like we're even dumping our waste on the ground because it's valuable. Yep. So they bring it to our location and we harvest what's left to harvest out of it before we uh, before we dispose of the water. So And uh, with newer technologies, you're going to be pulling some of the stuff you're injecting now is like, Cost-wise, I can't get out this much more right. as technologies are coming online. Oh, yeah, there's some new technologies for harvesting precious metals and things out of the wow. wastewater stream. Yeah, there's there's stuff that we're looking at on that. There's uh, there's ways to squeeze the, the solids waste that we have to get more oil out of it um, through the soil farming applications and things. So, yeah, I mean, there's a... Uh, we're not looking to waste anything. So anybody that thinks that we're just dumping oil on the ground and polluting the earth is, is nuts. They don't understand the industry because that's what we, that's our product. Well, there's no way we do that. Engineers want to make us money. I want to make lots of money. That's I want to find it every way. Every, every part of the stream where there's a waste product, there's a potential revenue source. And, it's, and, and for those watching that aren't in oil and gas, it's not really for our own gain. There's only so much money you can't. That's not true. No. I wake up every morning thinking, how can I be rich today? Yeah. How can I make myself more rich? Yeah. And if it's harvesting waste but products... Then, but then we're bored and like, okay, well, now I want to go and do things for our community. No, I did, though, one time in Tulsa, we had a we had an SPE meeting, and the guy that spoke, I, I can't remember who it was, and I apologize because the guy knows who he is. No, it wasn't Dinesh. I don't think it was. But it was a, it was one of the CEOs of one of the local companies there in Tulsa, and he got up and he said, uh, I, he's like... The honest truth about what we do every day is we get up in the morning and we try to figure out how to make ourselves rich. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's, it's a, he's like, we figure out where's the best place to drill. How do we cut costs? Yep. How do we reduce waste? How, that, that's our goal. Is is uh, it's all revolves off of trying to get rich. And you know what? I really enjoyed his speech. And I was like, you know, he's he's not wrong. I mean, that rich maybe that's a little extreme. But we're rich. I mean, we're rich. Money. We we yeah. win the lottery in the world in oil and gas. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's the best. It's the best industry. <clears throat> Please, yeah, come to oil and gas. Yeah. We yeah. don't know how to say it. Yeah, if you're, if you're on LinkedIn looking for a job, you call this guy. You call me. We'll find you a job yeah. in oil and gas. There's plenty out there. I love giving resumes oh, love of my friends to other friends. I love helping guys. Yeah. I love mentoring guys. Like if I have an opportunity to mentor somebody, it's my favorite. Yeah. I love it. We we uh, we're fortunate. Yeah. Yep. I'd agree. Look I've been He's listening to us. Like, hey, like, well, what? no, that's, that's just like, like I got to, I'm, I'm a dummy. I'm not an engineer, but, uh, you can do better. But, I get, but I get to, but I get to play a part. And actually I, I value it. You know, I, I love the fact that I get to see, especially in my job. Cause I get, I've got upstream clients, I got downstream clients. And so anywhere in between, you know, one day I'll be talking about produced water and the next day I'll be talking about, you know, exploration. And, and that's what makes it exciting for me is I get to see all sides of it, meet everybody. And it's a big family. And I'll tell you, I was just at the national SP event, which was, it was all right, but just getting back okay. and seeing people I haven't seen in we'll a couple of years. That. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, do want good. I, I am fortunate to sit on a lot of committees and boards and the national board for the whiskey. <laughs> we, we, can, we can always pause. We might have to. We'll pause. We'll fill up the glasses. We'll come back to this. But no, go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You know, I I see a lot of big. Um, Symposiums right, and right. oil and gas events like that, and we—I mean, we want them to be successful because I want people to go to those and learn something and network. And I don't want people to go, ah, it's not worth it to go. It yeah, is worth it right, to go. Right, right. Show up if if somebody puts a if somebody takes the time and effort to put a booth in at a show. Leave your office, go down there, shake hands, meet them. Like you talked about, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every mm -hmm. single operator out there is looking for new partners because they're having trouble finding what it takes to do drilling, completion, production, facilities, construction of their pads, yeah. midstream, yep. downstream, upstream, everything in between to get product to consumers. We have to find who's available. Well, and, and, and during this downtime that, that took place with the COVID and everything, 
there's been a lot of things that were developed privately, like in, in labs and in yep. offices. Yep. Um, people have come up with new ideas and things, and they're, they're holding those they're holding those tight because that you know they were they're not going to get paid on beforehand. Right, like, oh, right. If I put this out now, I'm not going to pay. Right, right. But but Ouch. the other thing is the other thing is um, they've come up with those things and they just they've been they've been uh, enclosed. You know, they had, they had no place to go and share it, and so then it becomes oh, it's too expensive to go to the conference, right? Yeah. Because it didn't cost anything the last two years. Like we weren't in our offices, we weren't going to conferences, and everybody's cost went down, and everybody and you know mm-hmm. all the management teams like that, but. You have to go to those conferences to hear those new ideas because some of the guys that made the ideas made them in their closet or yep, you know yep. in their house, and so they, they they're trying to tell people about it so they can get investors and get new new spirit and new uh, get things boosted up. And uh, whenever you you've got poor attendance at the conferences because everybody's trying to save money, you're, we're not going to advance. We have to get back to the place we were five years ago, six years ago, when everybody was working for advancements. You know, the best time was like two thousand seven. Before two thousand eight, like that was a good time. Yeah, two thousand six, two thousand seven, the conferences were were banging. They were fun. There yeah, was events yeah. and stuff, and there was they were also lots of good technical papers and things that were coming out. Lots of developments that were being shared amongst everyone. And now it's kind of we've got niches of people that are developing stuff. Yeah, everything's yeah, titled yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, and understandable. I mean, some people are just trying to make money off what. And they you do. Were, well, you worked for a smaller operator when I first met you. Yeah. You know, that was private equity backed, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, we and you know, immediately that private equity firm had four other operators that they had created. Right. And you are eventually going to become part of the Smash Co. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you didn't keep it tight hole, your competitor, which right. was funded by the exact same people, or that guy's watching four companies he created to see who's the best of the best. Right. Yeah. And if you share that knowledge with that guy, he might be employed in a few years and you might not. Yeah, that's true. And that happens. Or your, or your boss. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Or, or, you know, but yeah, I mean, it's... There's a lot of tight hole, and I understand it. But you know, you have to. You have to. My idea. So here's my thoughts, and I try to share this with my coworkers and stuff all the time. If you come up with a really good idea that's solid, right, and, yeah. and you want to protect it with your IP and everything, and that's good. But what you really want to do is to be the best at offering that service. If you're the first, if you came up with it, why can't you be the best? And so people spend so much money trying to lock and secure their IP and stuff. And I mean, that's fine. I'm not saying that's net, that's bad for anybody. But if you took that money and invested it in getting your product out there, there you improving go. your there service, you and being the best at whatever it is that you do, nobody can copy you. And if they copy you, they're a second-rate service. You, you're the first, you're the best, you're the winner. Old marketing rule. Old marketing rule first means something. Yes. I mean, look at Coke and Pepsi. Coke still wins. They were the first. And, yeah. and, and, and I have a client, actually, I have a current client right now where they got this really great technology. I won't go into it right now, but it's all over the lower 48, and they're kicking ass with it. And every time I'm like, let's put the map up there. Let's do something. Let's show this off. And they're like, no, 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 because our guys might know where we're working, and then they're going to move their units right. in there, and they're going to take our work. I'm like, but you're the first, and you're the only ones with this technology, and you're the first and if you hire a guy like me i'll make sure you stay the first are you seeing operators ready to is it still too early to start taking chances on r d developments that are just now coming into market my personal opinion I don't think so. I think this they're, is the time. Taking risks yeah, now. This Are is, you seeing operators is, taking I, risks with new equipment? I'm not in it, but yes. I think this is the time. And and I always recommend to to, to customers and, and clients and people I'm working with is it. Big companies you like Hess, to, right? Like you have you're going to step when, out of Halliburton yeah, and yeah. go try, you know, um, 
SDS out of Oklahoma because right. they're faster on exactly. the track. I mean, I mean, look at Lewis. You know, like like Lewis worked with BP for years. Yep. Why did Lewis work with BP? Because BP couldn't get it done because right. they're so big. And there's no disrespect to BP, but Lewis got it done. They right. got it done faster. So guess what? A lot of those operations are run by Lewis. I think the time is always. People don't understand typically that you know they want to wait. Oh, when revenue is up or when I have more budget. Right. No, it's not about that. It's no. about getting in there, taking that chance, having that new technology. And guess what? That's when you start seeing operators that the people love and respect. They're like, oh man, EOG's killing it. It's like, well, they take a chance. And that's why everybody, you know, typically used to talk to people who love them. It has different opinions on, on that particular operator, but there's others out there. I tell you what, I grew up uh, in my career in oil and gas working with independents. And the best companies to work for independence. Why? Because they take chances. That's right. They are original wildcats, yep. right? They're the ones. K- and Kansas is always doing it. Kansas Everybody is great. Kansas. I mean, I mean, that's, that's a wildcatter country. Kansas is an oil-friendly state. Five, um, five day, five day wells. They just pop little holes and move as fast as they great, Murphy. And they're doing it for years. Great little Forever. fact. Great little fact. I was just up at the Kansas Independent Operators Association. And the stat that came out that day is next to Texas, the state of Kansas has the highest drilling permits currently yep. in the entire lower 48. They, they, just, move, they just move every couple days. Absolutely. Now, yes, it's, 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 little, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little Verticals, yeah, they're about not, 3, they're, they're not big producers, they're but, they, man, they're but consistent. they get in, they get out. They're always economic, typically, because these guys have been doing it for years. Yep. And um, they make money. When I, I start, I was starting out, kind of, you talk about 2008, yeah. 2009, that was Mississippi Line. Play. Everybody's talking about Mississippi yeah. Line. Everyone to talk about Mississippi Line. Boy, that was painful. We had, we had people pulling, you know. It's hard, it's hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Well, but, 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 well, but, but so thing, ju- it's like when you talk to the old guys. I, I just listened to, uh, I mean, Digital Wildcatters put out a really good podcast. Like Where they always do. They're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's another podcast that my little podcast but i, I you no know I, I listen to every oil and gas podcast i think i think we did a number there's a, there's at least a hundred very i think there's at least a hundred oil and gas podcasts oh, wow i'm like wait, I'm, I'm an old man when it comes to podcasts. just like my fantasy football i am number 99 <laughs> <laughs> that's fine I'm, I'm in the mix i got hey, to be i got to be i got to be on the team yeah we're gonna be the bottom if i'm if i'm benched most of the time i'm still on the team i'm wearing a number right there was so much competition, but go ahead. What were you saying? Well, that's fine. But they were talking about the Mississippi lime and some of the numbers. Yep. And obviously people had two books back then in the day, like, well, here's what we tell everybody we're going to make off of this versus what we know from yeah. reservoir yeah. and water and yada, yada. Well, let's don't talk about water. Let's just talk about oil. Yeah. But there. you know, you know, engineers know, like we're going to drill these wells and whatever, whatever C-suite guys go to tell other C-suite guys to make this money. We know what that well's really going to do. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. Day. yeah. Different, different books. Well, and I hate to say it, and I, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a geologist. I'm just a frack guy. But we had a, I screwed up on a well, like really bad in the Mississippi line. I believe it. Like, yeah. I, it was I bad because I was, new. I was, I had been a fracky and I had never done like I hadn't been involved in like actual operational work. I'd moved to an operator, and so I made, I made a bad mistake on a well, but it ended up being one of our best wells. And I think I know why, but I'm not going to say because everybody will get everybody will get mad and, and you'll be getting hate mail. There was already water in the well. You didn't need to put more into it. <laughs> no, no. Well, we did. We did put more into it. But so I'll just I'll just give you a little teaser of what happened. I didn't know what a tangent was because I had not been on the operator okay, side, yeah. and I was working two different areas. And so in the first area I was working, I was told that I always shoot my first perf like 150 feet from the section line. Okay. Yep. Right. That's where the first perf is. That's where it has to be. That, that was our policy. Regardless of Regardless, any other... 150 okay. feet from the section line. And that's, you know, we had to do it for legal reasons or whatever. That was our policy. So I go to the Mississippi line well, and I'm like, there's the section line, 150 feet, boom, there's my first perf. I perfed the whole well. And it was in the tangent. I didn't know what a tangent was for. You know what a tangent is for, Jerry? No, explain that one to me. That's new so for me. Anybody that, does, I mean, anybody that knows knows, but anybody that doesn't know, the tangent is a long section of, of low slope 
so that you can lift these high water producing wells, right? All so right. you have to land your ESP in the tangent so that you can unload the water. Right, right. I know that now. I didn't know that in 2012, <laughs> whenever I'm designing my first Mississippi lime frack, right? What's what's the equation that goes into the rock that people need to know? Uh, this was on the digital wildcatters, and I listened. So that you, which way you about dark, Well, there's a whole, there's a bunch. There's like yeah, the, but Oklahoma is going to produce different wells than any place else, you know, just like Permian will yeah, because yeah. of Darcy's. Right, and that, that's got to do with perm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's other there's other factors also. There's your anyway. So much. We're not going to be a technical discussion, but Damn it. what I can tell you, <laughs> what I can tell you is that I shot I shot. They would call us out immediately. They're like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> the Poisson's ratio. I mean, we can talk about all these things. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I nerd out like just because you guys are engineers. I'm going to talk about the same book. Talk about the four modes of fracturing. <laughs> but so I shot all my person the tangent, and it was a big, it was a big scenario, it was a big, a big problem. And uh, my my production engineer didn't know that I was an idiot, and so he ran his ESP down below the top perf, <laughs> pulled sand in on top of it, etc., etc., etc. It was a long process. Yikes. But I can tell you, when it was all said and done, it was the best well we had in the field. And so I'm not going to tell you why. I'll let people guess what my theory is. But right, I can we tell respond. you. we got to find out. What, yeah. the, what yeah, do you think you, the answer you is? Can, like, yeah, you can guess it. I mean, I'll see tell you what, I'm, not wrong. I'm not a geologist, but I can tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's Pose questions to the audience. You will get answers back because I found out how many wells are operational in the U.S. that are being reported okay. in this. I found out. Well, we're still working on how many flare stacks are So then here's there. my question okay. to the audience. The Mississippi lime is water heavy, right? We know it's a it's a it's it's the ocean. Oh, yeah. The Mississippi lime. Does oil float? I've heard that. I've, I've heard something about that. If you're in the <laughs> middle of the, the wettest formation in the world, and you shoot a whole bunch of perforations in your tangent, and it's the best well in the field, maybe we're drilling too deep? I don't know. You answer the question out there. You can answer the question. I can tell you, I talked Please to my geologist about it, it, and they thought I was crazy. And they said, no, we'll frack up to the oil. And I said, oil floats. Oil floats. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not a geologist. I'm not a physicist. I, I learned but some. But I know if you put a drop of oil in a glass of water, it I learned some sixth grade science. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think that I think everybody was drilling too deep in the Mississippi Lime. I think that a daring player could go back, acquire some of those wells, hit the top section, maybe even shut off the lateral and just hit the tangents. I think he might make some wells out there. Because we ordered the shit out of them. I, I think we could just take all the water that's going to continue to flow and take the oil out of what's floating on top, and yeah. that's that's more economical. Yeah. If you're just the, the look, I'm telling you, all you got to do is you shut it off, like you set a plug. I'm telling you, all that lateral stuff for in our situation, in this one case, it's a one case study correlation. That correlation doesn't equal causation. The one Clay, the one case. The one study. case where I fucked up. This is the only time I ever fucked up. <laughs> I don't know if you say that. I don't know if you say that. But the, but the one case that I screwed up in the Mississippi line was the best well. And all we did to fix it was set a plug and shut off all the stuff that was no good. Do you guys ever find yourself like I, I have looked back over my career, you know, and just taking. I mean, first of all, I pride myself on like I really, really do love and take care of my friendsters, right? Right. Every yeah, yeah. every single customer has become a dear friend because they find out immediately like oh this guy does give a crap right like, i want to know that your wife and kids are okay that you're okay that you're having a good time out that's here that's, that's a stand-up well, like, for those of you who aren't in oil field this is a very classic oil field dude this is real oil field we take care of each other always yeah, yeah. we spend a lot of money taking care of each other any chance you, we you guys are my ride or die yeah yeah yep. like that's it like you call me in the middle of the night like hey come bail me out like I don't judge. I don't ask questions. Right, yep. I just like I'm. I show up. I'm like, are you okay? You yep. need a burrito. You need a blanket. Yep. You know. Or, sometimes Lloyd needs that. Yeah. Sometimes both. Could you wrap me in a burrito? Sometimes you just need a hug. This guy right here, best hugger. Best, best hugger. hugger. Yeah, I want to be best 100%. hugger. One hundred percent. 
but we all understand. So anyway, keep going. No, I was just going to say that it's, it's characteristic of, of the of the oil field. You'll meet some of the best people that'll take care of you, and 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 like you said, you'll bump into them again and again. My current production manager was longtime oil and gas in, in Kansas, and she's the best lady, the smartest lady, keeps me running straight all the time. But if she had a problem, I'd, I'd drive my ass to Wichita. And help I her knew out. I knew her name rang out immediately when you said her name too. I knew she was an asset. So, so yeah. oh, Kelly, if you're out there watching, that's yeah. how we're bragging on you. But yeah, you, you're tremendous. You she's said tremendous. the name, and I was like, know who that is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I don't think we've ever got to meet in person, but I'd be like, I'd bow. I'd like, yeah. your name is synonymous with like taking. And this care guy's of famous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's got like sixty thousand followers or something. It's amazing. It's creepy. It's a little weird. It's How many of those do you think are bots? Are you like the Twitter? Are you like yeah, Twitter? Yeah. You're, you're like getting lost. I, I actually <laughs> peeled back the onion layers, and I have three true followers. <laughs> three, right? They're in Pakistan. They come out of the mountains once a month, and they come down to their TV set with their ears on it. But they forgot their passwords. So they make a new account, and no, it's <laughs> over time. You have to it's, it's one guy with three goats, by the way. Oh, okay. Yeah, so okay. that's it. And they'd be like, ah, oh, the Matt. He's on the TV. Yeah, the Matt. <laughs> that's the fine. Matt. The Matt. I love that guy. Password. I love that guy. So if you guys are offering out there to give me sponsorships, well, you will have at least three people in Pakistan yeah. and their goats yeah. watching. Yeah. And, and maybe, and maybe we'll if we're lucky, one of our kids will watch one day. Someday, like adults, they'll be like, "Oh, our my, children this is will my watch dad. on their newest gadget in their." And in, we'll have our first viewer in their our plant, first legitimate viewer in their eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> so can we take a break and get some more whiskey? Yeah, All right, let's do that. We're taking we'll a break. Audio we'll be right back. Uh, hey, stick around. We're having a blast. Stick around. We're having have a blast. Fun. There's nothing but better. There's going to be sponsorships. If you're out there and you want to sponsor our show, let us know. In fact, right now we took over your stream. It's going to cost you fifty dollars to turn this off. Yeah. <laughs> I know that I know that hey I have lots of people like man the first thing I do when I check LinkedIn is have to delete your posts <laughs> Uh, that's terrible. Really, yeah. that's no, it's fantastic. I figured out Don't the algorithms that. just bombard people. That works. It does. All right. It does. All right. All right. Take hey. it. Hey. All right. We're back to the podcast. We have refills. Right we have cheers. Cigars. You don't like cigars. Yeah, I don't look you in the eyes when I when I toast you. We're gonna have sex for the next seven years. Is that right? Oh, <laughs> well, that, we're too not soon. doing that over. Too soon. Too nah, soon. Nah, that's nah, on nah. the podcast forever. <laughs> no, I don't smoke cigars, man. I don't. I, don't I, I I like the smell of them. I think they're kind of cool, but I, I don't know. I just I've tried to smoke one before. I just don't enjoy it. I like the. I mean, I don't mind you guys smoking at all. I think okay, it smells nice. Yeah, it's fine. It's but I just don't. I don't like the smoke one. It makes I, me. I swear to people, it does enhance the flavor of brown water. Yeah, that brown water. True. That is, is it. true. It's, yeah, it's no. like something to do with whiskey. The no, it's like this. There's a science there, right? Yeah, no, it's like the pairing. It's like a like a it's wine a pairing. pairing or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know anything about that. I don't I, know. I drink sugar whiskey. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a good example. So I can almost not taste the sugar in my whiskey. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I don't want any cigars. That's the way I drink it. Well, I. No, I don't. I don't like it's sweet. Really I don't like sweet anything. Uh, I like that. But I also started on whiskey. So, what's your very favorite brown water? Very favorite brown very water favorite. is. Um, I tell you what. I, I I'm a I'm a Jack Daniels man all day Jack, long. Yeah, okay. Just just this classic Jack. I used to be fine. Jack and Coke. Now I'm just just Jack so, and on ice. So I used to be. Yeah, I used to be a Jack Daniels man. I used to drink. Uh, I called it Uncle Jack's Mountain. So Jack Daniels <laughs> and Mountain Dew. So you see a trend here. Right? Yeah, I okay, sure yeah. So you do like the sweet. I like the sweet. I like the sweet. You're Canadian in your heart and soul. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not American Castani. Ah, for all our Canadian friends, it's just a joke. There's a, it's hey, just a joke. We're we're on the downfall. Hey, we're there's anybody who can get the joke. It's we're Canadian. failing. Is, yeah. yeah, we are not. Yeah, so, we're failing. I was introduced to brown water, obviously, by all my oil and gas family early on because you know you take sips of your dad and uncle's whiskeys. My dad didn't drink, but I get where you're coming from. Well, Crown, right? Like Crown, they all yeah. like Crown. Yeah. Oh yeah, we called that. So I grew up in Florida. Was it Crown or was it? Which one's in the? Is it in the square bottle? 
Crown is like a Lord Calvert. Oh, Crown. Lord oh, oh, Lord square Calvert. Yeah. So in Florida, Lord Calvert is called airboat whiskey because it doesn't roll around in the bottom of your airboat because ah. it's in a square bottle. That makes sense. Yeah, that's true. True story. It's good engineering. Crown yeah. has the bag that when you get really drunk, you yeah, wear the oh, instead of underwear, and you know that's the, pr- that's the furry how purple that goes bag. Down. There's blankets made out of Crown. I mean, there's a yeah, whole I've seen that, yeah. there's a whole culture around that's the good. Crown. Crown and Diet Coke is pretty good. No, I did not say that was my favorite. I just said that that was something that I touched on when I was younger. But you're gonna say like Jameson. No, 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 no. I love Jameson. That's a love, love, hate relationship between the wife <laughs> and I and Jameson, but love for me. Yep. Yeah. What are we going with? Give it to us. Quit Lagavulin. The Scottish people and their single their single malt from from the island of Islay, the most peaty. Oh, you like the peaty? Okay. Oh, yeah. I love campfire in your mouth, like Talisker, Lagavulin. Yeah, yeah. Like just amazing whiskeys built on campfires. I like Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I like, a trend. Now I'm seeing a trend. Now that we got three, I've got a trend. I like Malibu we're, with uh, Coke. We're going back to oil and gas now on that. <laughs> anyway, again, Logabullin, if you want a plug from me, you're welcome to send me any swag. I, yep. I take hats for plugs. Amazing. Yeah, there you go. Yep. I think you owe this man a hat because I'd never heard of you before just now. Well, we're we're probably about 40 minutes into this, I'm guessing. Nobody's going to hear this at all. No one's going to hear this we at all. We lost all the sounds. We lost all well, we the might, sounds. We might pick up a little Aberdeen audience. We don't know. Yeah, well, we maybe don't know. Split it into two sections. People will watch the first five minutes of the second section. I tried that. I had uh, J.P. Warren, and I had uh, he's good. A I mean, I, I would I would watch J.P. Warren yeah. all day. He's the guy's charismatic, lovely gentleman that I've met throughout my career. I've, I've now, never JP. met him, but J.P. If you see me somewhere, we're, we're friends because I think you're extremely charismatic, and I've got a little bit of a man crush. But yeah, you have, yeah. You, I totally have bro crushes on my bros. Yeah, you, I never ever get out of a podcast episode where like, I love you, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that guy. I've never even never even talked to we him. We are fueled by. You, know, you, you can just tell he's legit. You can tell that guy's legit. Like he yeah. really means well. He's a good guy. I'd say ninety nine point nine percent of the people in our industry are exactly like they portray themselves anywhere, yeah. anyway. That's truly true, yeah. genuine people who care about each other. I think so. Yeah, a million percent. I'd agree. Ninety nine point nine. JP, DRW, Chuck Yates. bastards, though. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. that point one percent. Fuck those guys. Those guys are terrible. <laughs> you know, Lloyd, really bad. Lloyd at one point, I don't. If we don't get out of it, if if anybody's listening to this right now, do you have any of the shows that you were doing? Yeah, so yeah, I got some early on. No kidding. I told him he was on the spectrum when I first met him. Right, <laughs> but then he's like, "Here's a flyer." I just took comedy lessons. And you're not really shaking. I'm just making this no, up. No, no, I was much cooler than that. I was, I, like, so threw it at him. I was like, get out of my office. Yeah, like, yeah, he, like, he, he made a, yeah, he made a paper like, airplane. If you want. Shoot, he threw a paper. <laughs> he engineered a paper airplane and threw it across the room, poked me in the eye, and I have to go to his show one eye. I, we did have some sort of agreement that you had to go to my show, but I, I don't remember what it was. Show. It's probably like if 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 you want any equipment on my location out on rent, like come to my show. <laughs> yeah, we were all on the take. Even though I didn't, even though I didn't uh, actually ever buy any, he's the worst salesman in the world. Like we we're friends. We've been friends for a long time. I've never bought it. I know, yeah. So the last thing I ever want to do is like meet somebody and worry if they're going to give me business. So yeah. Like, I didn't, uh, I didn't know what he was you? doing. You know, he was yeah. calling on the drilling guys. I didn't really need any of the things he was selling. So he goes, I'm, I'm, my wife bought me, <laughs> what's great, he goes, my wife bought me comedy lessons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she did. That's she true. That's how I got that. That may have been a hit. It, have been it a was hit a great sort. hit. But he took it as like, oh, I'm funny. And we're like, no, your wife doesn't think you're funny. But that's <laughs> fine. So he takes comedy lessons. And part of the, I guess, like to graduate, he has to do like a live show or something. Yeah. And I'm 
time, I'm like, I am never going to miss this. <laughs> him, him and a lot of people. There's no way that he, a friend of mine gives me the opportunity to come boo him on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what everybody came for. I am a thousand percent in. Please take my flight. And of course, I make like a hundred million copies of this flyer. <laughs> I hand it out to the entire wolf and I'm like, Listen, my buddy that I've just now acquired as a buddy because he's willing to get up on stage and let us come into his show, it's you get in and you get to boo him on stage. Please come with me. So a million flyers pasted all over Tulsa. There was a, there was a lot of people that showed up. Yeah, it was a big crowd. That's I did, the footage I saw, right? Yeah, that was, no, that was the that was show Matt's talking about was actually my second show. Because okay. I don't think you came to my graduation you have, show. No, you didn't have a flyer at that one. Yeah, so the second show that I did, well, the second like real show that I did. So I did my, my graduation from the comedy uh, training. The and comedy it was, it was training. A, it was a sold-out show. Yeah. And it was mostly people that came to see me. Same reason that Matt was talking about. And if you, after the show, everybody's like, dude, that was really good. You should do this some more. So I did a couple of open mics. Oh, that was so good. And then I had a local promoter that saw me do an open mic. And he's like, hey, I got this show coming up. I want you to be a part of it. And that's the one I did flyers. I told Matt about. I was telling everybody about. Nice. And next thing I know, the, the people are calling me and they're like hey we want to do like a tailgate party like how big's the parking lot and so I call the guy that's organizing the show and I'm like hey there's like a this is what we're talking about with the oil field supporting each other right because right. everybody was just coming to support me and it felt really good you know because everybody was just interested but um so I call the guy that's organizing the show and I'm like hey how big's the parking lot at, at this place and he's like well I don't know you can probably park 40 cars and I was like yeah we're gonna probably have to get a bus or something yeah we're gonna have 400 we're, cars we're gonna have a tailgate party <laughs> and uh he's like He's like, I don't, he's like, no, you're kidding. I was like, no, I'm not kidding. I was like, I, there's probably going to be like 150 to show up people. And hang out together. There's yep, probably going to yep. be 150 people that show yep. up. And this guy, he's done comedy shows for five years. He's never had 100 people show up at a comedy show. He's never had 40 people show up at a comedy show. Awesome. He thinks I'm crazy. Yeah. And so I said, no, listen, there's going to be a lot of people. Like, you just need to, you, you need, we got to figure out a way. So we get, got some parking, parking space, everything. There's a couple of companies that tailgated. I don't remember who. Maybe Tucker's cut. Yeah. I don't remember. There was a couple of tailgate companies. There was over 220 people that showed up. Like, there was, we were almost to the fireman's limit. <laughs> in the place and it's my second show like the second time I've ever performed and it was hot as shit you remember that we were always there was no sweating. AC in this no place AC. it was smoking hot it was like July we ran them out of every beer they had this every, place was every so hot they, they had no idea what was coming they were just like what happened to us yeah what happened like we don't know what's going on that kind of sounds the, like an oil field party the oil field like, arrived and so it's my second show ever and the guy that's doing the show he's like okay you get the head, you're, you're gonna head like you're going right before the headliner so I'm the second to last the headliner of the show. had no idea that like, we were all about to I should be you should have been a headliner, yeah. right? Well, I should have been an opener based on my experience, but yeah, because of how many people showed up, they're like, "Okay, you're going second to last," and then the headliner's going. So I go, "What happened? Tell, tell them about that, man." I'm not going to say anything about that. Well, you killed it, but the headliner bombed. Yeah. So bombed. I go, and I killed it. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's Brutal. having a good time. And I go, I get off the stage. So bad. It was, feel, it was fun. I don't even remember his name. I, I do, but I'm not going to say. Yeah, you can't. Right? But we were like, <laughs> but he walked off. So he got on stage. He did like two minutes. He's like, I can't follow that. Wrong, and he left. Wrong audience. <laughs> <laughs> Bring Lloyd back. Yeah. Bring Lloyd back. Yeah. Bring Lloyd back. But it was it was awesome. And I think we gave him about thirty-five seconds before like we're done with this poor guy. Yeah, guy Bring Lloyd back. Yeah, so everybody's like trying to talk to me and stuff, and it's like nobody's paying attention it was, to him. It, it, was, it was funny. Was fun. That was a fun. That was a fun day. But, and uh, that was Kevin Hart. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Kevin. If you're out there, we were probably not. But he was are. definitely not that famous. <laughs> but um, but it was it was funny. I feel like I did a pretty good job. But the the cool thing was is that the support that I got from that and everybody came and stuff. And I was doing it like it was kind of a gag at first, but then I kind of got into it because I was like, you know, I am. You're, pretty... you're just telling oil filled, oil and gas stories. Yeah, well, I was telling oil filled story, but I was telling a lot of my own personal yeah. stories, like army stories and family stories, and it was fun. And so I started doing it a lot, and I, I did quite a few shows. I did it for two years, and uh, I, I was pretty good at it. But um, 
then I got laid off from my cushy office job. <laughs> that I, I don't know. Do. I don't know if that was cushy. You guys ran a. <laughs> yeah, you, you wore busy. a lot of hats in engineering yeah. for all the things you guys had to do. Yes, yeah, so I, I have a lot of hobbies. Drew was there. Yeah, Drew and Jeff was there. Uh, Jeff, Jeff and before Jake. Jeff was Jake was there after I left. Yeah. Um, we had um, gosh, oh wow, Trinity, I'm really right? Rich Rich Davis was my what boss was, before. What was before Trinity? Before Trinity, it was uh, PetroQuest. PetroQuest, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good group. I mean, I shout out to everybody at PetroQuest. It was a fun. It was it was fun times. Like my, f- I can't say that because I'm pretty happy now. But that's what all if, like Southeast Oklahoma drilling, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was down yeah. around Arcoma yeah. Basin. But that's where I did the mistake on the Mississippi Lime too. <laughs> So, we, but we didn't have any Mississippi lime wells. But you should have been trying to drill a Mississippi lime down southeast Oklahoma. That's fair. That's a long that's way fair. to drill. Of course, we weren't there. We were up near Pawhuska. But... It is a long, it's it's a like long lateral. Man, we have, if we'd have had this guy, we'd have made it. <laughs> we'd have made it. How, that's how many stages? We're going to frack our way to Kansas. How many stages of frack is that? Don't ask. No, it is, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. It's it's but um, we're, we were talking about some, oh Ardmore oh the PetroQuest crew yeah they were great so but I'm happy where I'm at now and I've had good jobs since then but my favorite job I mean honestly my favorite job was with the crew at PetroQuest they were, they were good cool. people cool. fun times I had lots of authority and responsibility I was responsible for all of those all those frack jobs and stuff and it was just it was really good man and then I also had I had free time to go do the comedy stuff and it's, yeah. you know it was fun and Tulsa at the time had a pretty hot was the boom town of oil and gas yeah. at the moment yeah. right believe it or not it wasn't always Houston it wasn't it was, and, or, or even yeah, OKC all the private equity firms were yeah, it was bringing pretty, on new companies there was a lot in, there was a lot going on. there's nothing going on there now pretty much there's a couple there's, there's a couple, couple. yeah and but they're running really, off of production and they're making really like really some cool inroads well, they're, yeah and they're good they're, the companies that are there are good companies but i mean look, I, I don't mean to speak ill of the there's there's good the there's citizens there good. there's canyon creek yeah. there's i mean there's so I there's think, still uh, a lot the, what's stag what's staghorn staghorn yeah. what you know they degrade i yeah, mean there's, there's they're good companies but you know there's no majors really there yeah. anymore the, the right? majors for the most part pulled out of tulsa but that leaves which is a, unfortunate uh, it's, I, you it's, know, here's the thing. I mean, I'm going to jump in there and say it's just like, but you know, I, I still love my independence. And and guess what? You know, when that Mississippi Lime started, it was that was that was independence. That was Wayne Woolsey sold that land yeah. to Shell, and he didn't sell all of it, by the way, because right. I went to Nate right after that, and he still had some acres. It was still pretty sweet. But if an independence doing well, the majors start paying attention. Yeah, that's right. Know? And and they're the ones that'll they'll, they'll give it a shot. You yeah. know, and that and that's what I love about it. You know, I've talked to guys where they're just like, I want to do a lateral just because it's a lateral. It's like. Well, I don't know if I'd recommend that personally, but I like the I like that the wildcat oh, yeah, of like let's just do it. It's we can like, do a whole episode on rate. I'm Dude, like you got you got like crazy. a six foot pay zone. Are you sure you can make that? It's like ah yeah, we'll get her. We'll get it in there. <laughs> you got the right drilling contractor. You yeah. got the right geologist. You the right reservoir. Directional driller. Yeah, the directional driller. Yeah. I, I recommend SB Directional in Oklahoma. That's a good plug. You guys should send him a hat. Yep. Well, I'll they, they send us a check. Or a sticker. <laughs> oh, there you go. I'll take a sticker. Nice. Good job on that. The wife definitely does all her best to. Make sure everybody knows about SB. Wait, 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 where's Misty working now? I'm sorry, I don't SB know where. SB directional. SB directional. Okay. Scott Birch Shout does out. really amazing wells. Awesome. If you're an engineer out there that needs a directional company and you're willing to hand over the reins to somebody who knows what they're doing, you should be. Just drill the vertical and go to the lake. Yep. Enjoy yourself at Arcadia or Ten Killer or Eufaula. Come down here to Houston, meet amazing yeah. people. Lake Let, Houston. Yeah, Lake Houston, and then hand over the directional and the rest of the well to SB Directional. Yeah. Why I, it sounds like a brilliant idea. I, I like it. I, I like it. It's a, it's a good way to ensure that your curves are going to be quick, easy, in and out. Hey, and then out. whenever you're all done with that and you need to frack it, tell your service company that the only equipment is Jerry equipment. There you go. And then you, you frack with the best, you directional drill with the best. You're killing it. 
Yep. Killing and it. then if you want to put an ad in the paper, if you need some promo on social or yeah. whatever, you want, I, 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 I got you, covered. you want to, you want to write a white paper for SBE? That's right. Give me a call. We'll get it done. He can do it. Yeah. You can put papers in quickly with your connections. There you go. That's true. That's right. That's right. And they got more legitimacy. Yep. Yep. So you guys want to start a podcast? Company. Yeah. So we're starting a podcast, believe it or not. Well, actually it's not you, hard to believe. You just, yeah, you just found out the, the that was big a big announcement. That was a big announcement. Actually, we put it off for a long time so that nobody would see it. Okay. So you two are going to start a new podcast. At least two at least two weeks away and you need <laughs> I'm going to leave all the screen with you yeah, we, do don't, we don't know when job. it's going to start exactly yet we're still working on uh, the kind of the concept and everything I mean we've kind of explored the concept here with you tonight on your show right yeah. how, how to do it how to feel relaxed yeah, to with a mic relax. can, can we can we talk on mic and be relaxed I knew the answer to that but I didn't that know that would about be Jeremy. a yes yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that sure <laughs> that was, it was my test right it was, I was yeah. like, well, you so, so Lloyd sent me on audition tape and then Lloyd comes to my house and puts me on the hot seat so hopefully I'm doing alright I hope you guys like me but yeah so Jeremy and I we met we met just like two weeks ago yep. yeah and it was that's love a true story sight. that's a true story love love first it was, you know i talked to i don't want to interrupt but i was talking to yeah, steve, i was talking to steve levin he's like man i'm trying to get you into this office to, to meet with lloyd for like a month and he's like what do we need this guy for he's like now he can't shut up about you he's like that's all i hear is about this podcast so yeah. we're excited we think you'll be excited too yeah yeah so jeremy comes in and i i really i didn't want to meet with him because i have a lot of things that i do every day and meeting with a social media marketing guy didn't seem like it was high on my on my priority list i'll be honest but but nothing gets done without marketing no, you're right, that's and, true, I, and I know that we need to improve our presence and all these things. But there's just a lot of it doesn't it doesn't move my personal goals forward. But anyway, I finally said, "All right, Steve, that's you've fair. been pushing hard. You've that's been pushing fair. hard for this guy. Right, let's bring him in." So Jeremy comes in. We sit down. He starts talking about his strategies for like LinkedIn marketing, etc. And I'm like, "This guy, he's, I like him. I've talked to several other publishing and marketing firms already, and uh, I just I felt like you know his his wife is very well connected." <laughs> Taylor's oldest dad. Yeah. Taylor's his father-in-law is an amazing, time. great reputation. No, I'm kidding. Jeremy I like that uh, he's making a paycheck off of the stuff I do for free for my friends. Yeah. <laughs> occasionally, occasionally yeah. when my wife and I fight, she reminds me. She's like, there wouldn't be a door open without my background. I was like, nah, I don't know about that. I yeah. will, I will she's like, I that one client. She's like, that's all you. That's yeah. all you. Well, I can tell you that we're everything all Everything I've Jeremy. ever done. Right. I've, Jeremy, everything so I, I've I, ever done, I've copied from other people. Hey, it's nothing wrong with, with emulating, you know, what, what yeah. what's good. Yeah, don't reinvent the wheel. them, no. Absolutely so then you can take. I mean, that's no. I haven't. I haven't. I haven't heard from Jerry yet on the deal that we're trying to put together. But actually, we do have the podcast. So, I actually uh, sent in a deal today. I promise. I sent uh, in a recommendation. Nice. So. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So, now we uh, Lloyd's right. We 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 uh, we started chatting about it, and it and you know the the best things in life come easy, right? And so with Lloyd and I, it was easy. You know, we just started going back and forth, same sense of humor, and and really, you know, what we're doing tonight, just oil field guys, just talking about oil field. That's what we want to capture. Um, we don't we don't see that out there a lot. There's a lot of awesome technical content out there. There's yeah. a lot of amazing. You know, we got legislative, all of it. Um, what we're trying to achieve is let's get the let's get the guys out in the field. The yeah, guys but, who you know I want to hear your stories because mm -hmm. some of the, my best stories that I share and reshare with friends are the ones where I'm sitting on the bed of a pickup somewhere in you know Chinook, Kansas, and um, somebody will pull out something that I've never heard before and I'll laugh my ass off and I'm like, so we're gonna try to yeah. kind of put that in a capsule. And uh, serve it up to y'all. So hopefully you'll join us. It's not gonna. It's not gonna be politically correct. Absolutely not. Not gonna be politically correct. And so you know, I had a, this discussion with a friend of mine recently about how we were gonna do this because he's like, well, people, you know, LinkedIn is a very professional website, and so people are gonna be nervous about coming on there and telling their true stories, right? Because they. So if if you want to come on and tell a story. We're not going to use anybody's real names. We're not going to use yep. real names. Yep. So we're, if you tell a story about another guy or about yourself, we're not. We're not going to tell. We're not, not going to spill the cheese on anybody. Fair and if you if you're uncomfortable with like being seen, 
we'll 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 web chat you in, but we won't put up your video camera. Okay. Just your voice. I so kinda, I kind of want to do that thing where it's like the black silhouette. Yeah. It's like, well, I really, yeah, I really so want to have like a date line. a woman to the oil rig, and this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, this date line style. Yeah, we I probably won't do that. I brought my wife to the oil rig, so I'm, I'm safe. You're safe. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but we invite any any field guys, and I, I'm going to be sending out some shout outs <clears> to some <throat> of you guys to get you to come on and be participants. But uh, we want to talk about real stories. We want to talk about the community. I mean, it's yeah. going to be. It's not just going to be crazy. Uh, you know wild and crazy stories <laughs> we want to talk about real things you know like yep. real stuff like yep. uh real problems that happen in the field real problems that you face but not from a like technical aspect like from a maybe it's being away from your family too much and that's what you want to talk about yep. and and really that's a problem solving podcast yep yeah B- because we are working together to like hey we're all thinking about all the same stuff all the time you're not you are not alone right you are with a huge family yeah, we that love is you. all gone through the same things. And, I mean, a lot of times you're like, man, am I crazy for thinking like this? And you, you get with your friends and you have a couple cocktails. Like, yep. they've, you guys have all been through the same stuff. Yep. Yep. And you've, like, overcome the same hurdles. And if we can solve, you know, one thing or talk about it at least and laugh about it. Like, yeah, laugh, laughing's going to be a big part of it. We, yep. If yep. we don't laugh, we, we're going to cry. Yeah, that's right. Laughter is the best medicine. In the middle of the night, out in the middle of nowhere, if you're up at Peons Creek. Yep. And it's negative thirty, and you're outside, and, and it's you're your, it's your daughter's birthday, and you're yeah, yeah. it's yeah, Christmas, yeah. and you're broken, and you're tired, and you never know if you're ever going to go home again, much less like make it home safely. Like we've all been there. Yeah, it's okay yeah. to like feel freaked out for a second. Tomorrow's a new day, and what'll make you feel better is tuning into the oil and gas lighting podcast. Ten years though. from now, you're some dorky podcast that's, that's right, talking on the back porch in Houston, <laughs> Texas. That's right, you sit well, on the back well, porch, smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. It's yeah. not a bad life. Right, it's you know we're oil field positive, and um, I guess that's a term. I think I just coined a new term. We're oil field positive. positive. Hey, in this politically correct world, we can be oil field positive. I, I think we can do whatever right. we want to yeah, be yeah. in this world. That's for sure. But, uh, yeah, oil and gaslighting is the is the name of the podcast. Oil and, uh, and gaslighting, and we're we're excited about that. And so yeah, unedited, um, real stories um, about the real field, like actual things. I told you earlier that my best experience is the reason I even have a leg to stand on in the oil field is because I got my ass out there, and um, and that's what we want to hear about. That's the real oil field. When you're, I'll be honest, I live down in Houston. Houston and there's a lot of amazing people down here, but there's amazing a lot of folks family. that haven't been out there. They need to know what it's like out there. They need to get out there. Yeah, and we're, we're not looking for like, I mean, if you're if you're an engineer and you want to be on the show, that's fine. But we're, we're well, absolutely, also absolutely, for, yeah. We're looking for blender tenders. We're looking for pump operators. We're yep. looking for service supervisors. We're looking for roughnecks. We're looking yep. for roustabouts. We're looking for water haulers. And I know that all of the uh, I know that all the uh, frat guys are going to be excited about this. We're looking for water transfer hands. Also, <laughs> you should see the wars that go on on Facebook between frack and water transfer. But no, if you're if you're a field guy and you got a funny story you want to tell you want to share just reach out to us over the next couple of months and we're going to start putting together like guest lists and schedules and we're going to start booking booking some shows making some shows recordings i love that you guys came up with oil and gas lighting yeah because he came up with that that's the marketing guy actually you're great marketing guys are wizards like this like so you're not crazy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, you're not crazy. Yeah. It's just it's oil just, and gas lighting. It's, it's, it's life. You know, and it's just you know these are stories that people need to hear, and um, you know hopefully we can tap a, a wider oil and gas or a wider you know non-oil and gas market that can learn a little bit about it. Because I tell you what, the the I've got a story about directional driller that I'll I'll, I'll hold off on for for this particular podcast, but I will tell you what I spent I audited a drilling class in University of Kansas for a semester. 
but I learned everything I know about directional drilling, sitting on that rig, going out, looking at the tool. He told me how it worked. And, um, and the way he explained it, it's like, I, ex- I know exactly how it works. Yeah. And, and, and that was the amazing part about it. It's like you learn so much in a concentrated effort, you know? And, and you're laughing the entire time. These guys are, I mean, yeah, it's a great community. Like we yeah. said, a lot of love for them. And so, um, and we love to be a part of that. Yeah. Well, now you are. You're going to have your uh, we're bots. We're really looking forward to All it. the bots are going to watch you this week. Exactly. We're going to we we My first call We got our one, our one viewer plus the goats. And so yeah, we're doing pretty good. It's better than We got a contact in Afghanistan already the one guy that watches math show and, oh. and the three goats i mean we can we can put some we can right. get the goats to wear a vest that says like oil and gas lighting we'll be uh, huge in afghanistan if i can uh, if i can double my goat viewership kind of every month i'm in good shape i, <laughs> I'm, I really i'm want actually feeling goats, hungry though. for some like goat tacos now <laughs> i know that houston has we are in texas <laughs> houston has the most amazing food culture this place has by far passed new york city los angeles if you're there is a good chef food in houston there's no doubt if you're a chef in the entire world you're moving to houston yeah, the entire true. like if you want to, if you're from around the world and you want to be free in America, Houston is your destination. What's your favorite restaurant in Houston, Matt? Let's get some plugs out there. State of Grace. Oh, State of Grace. Doug Carnitas. Doug Carnitas. Doug Carnitas. State, State of Grace. Of Grace. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, what do you got, Jeremy? I mean, you live here. You should. You should really be. You know, I, I got a lot of choices. You know, the, the the thing we joke about down here is is the first thing you ask when you meet anybody new down here. It's like I just met some new neighbors, and the very first thing you ask is like, where y'all eat? Because you're always you're always looking, and it always changes. Yeah. I will tell you, for my money, consistently. Taste of Texas still kills it for me. If you haven't been, you got to go. There's only, like. there's only one. It's one of a kind. You'll learn a little bit about Texas while you're there, but you'll get the best the, damn steak. The, and, and better than the steak is the, the huge block of cheese on the salad bar. <laughs> that's true, too. Yeah. You, you just go and get it. You've got a massive you salad bar. Get your cheese slicer. Yeah. You that's just the only place I've ever actually encountered and understood what meat sweats are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I totally didn't know that. you never been to, uh, to uh, the the Brazil place? Uh, yeah, but uh, I found out. Fogo de Chao? Yeah, Fogo de Chao. So the joke is, that's a chain. I don't want to plug a chain. I get you. Want to play but, uh, taste, and they're still family run. You know, yeah, this is that's that's, great. that's a great thing. Lots of history, and uh, you know, my joke is when we're there, the big group, I always pick like the smallest person in the group, and I always make sure they order the tamagra bite. That's that's the way you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just for the head. laugh factor, and yeah. the, you know, it just blows your mind. So, <laughs> taste of Texas. Is if fantastic. you're in Houston, it's it's worth it. You know, and there's there's plenty more. I'm not, I'm not there's lots of good good food down here. But Waka down downtown, right 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 next to uh, Hess Corporation. Yeah, uh, really amazing food. Like like culturally, like, they just keep it. At that little area of Mexico and their uh, pork shank. Pork shank. Really? Wow. Okay. Have, wow. You been to, have you been to True Lux? No. Yeah, True Lux. Is you, good. You, okay, so if you haven't been to True Lux, you got to go there and get the stone crab. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, absolutely incredible. We're in Houston. We should talk about their seafood next. No one Actually, else. We should talk. Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah. No one else. You guys yeah. have Gulf shrimp. You have Gulf oysters. You have redfish. You have. You I got mean, too many people. You got too much traffic. But other than that, you're doing pretty. I think you're wrong. Pretty solid. America. We need more people. We need more, we need more oil field hands. We do. Yeah, we do. I, I totally. I, I think the more people we have in America, the better. For those of you watching up north, I was a big fan of walleye. Was my fish. That was my fish. Best oh. fish in the world. Oh, walleye. Until amazing. I had redfish yeah. in Texas. Redfish is fantastic. And Oh my God, that's that's black and redfish. Oh, yeah. can't go wrong with that. My buddies in Wisconsin, they bristle a bit, but be they need to come down here and check it out. It's dinner time. All right, we're out. We're gonna go to dinner. Hey, we're thank you guys food. for watching. Thanks, y'all. God bless you. Thank you. Please tune in to more uh, Oilfield Tailgate episodes. This is all brought to you by the Oilfield Tailgate. All the sponsors go to oilfieldtailgate.com. Uh, thank the sponsors. Sign up to uh, get the email. Sign up to come and attend every home game in Norman. We have a great time. Great food. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were sooner, music. am I right? Uh, man, 
I don't. I mean, honestly, if you don't even care about football, if you just want to hang out, well, with I, say, people, I, I, I feel a little snidey when I, I say that. I'm a K State grad. Yeah. We might have we might have messed up your season a couple of weeks ago. I it's, apologize. It's fine. At the end of the day, we have a we host a great party. Yeah, near good. Norman Stadium yep. during home games, there but it's really just about fellowship with oil and gas guys. Sure. Yeah, it's a great. The tailgate party is fantastic. And and all this, uh, the reason I'm hanging out with you guys is because of Wolfville tailgate. Well, we'd awesome. like to thank Matt for allowing us to be a guest on his spectacular and well. Absolutely. Show. You guys are now co-hosts. Anybody that comes on, anybody that comes on as a guest, now you guys are co-hosts. Perfect. And now your only job in life is to bring on more guests and have them hang out, talk sure. about their stories. That's our that's our goal. That works. Go. All right, love Pretty you guys. Hey, Thank thanks, you for guys. doing it. Take care. God bless. Bye bye.